Welcome to Unworldly Everything. You have now opened the door to higher worlds and unanswered questions. On the show, we seek the fringes of our mental limits and deep dive into all things superhuman, supernatural, and paranormal. We are your hosts, psychic medium Bonnie McCliss and my psychic daughter, Julia Gerber. Join us as we move through a journey of awakening this strange, mystical, spiritual revolution. For four minutes of time, the heavens appear to stand still in their apparent motion. I will not repeat this moment for approximately 26,000 years. Thus, the raw materials of the heavens impregnate the design of your architectural blueprint as well as your karma. This brings experiences and situations that the soul has chosen so that your relationship between you and the prime creator becomes organic once again. Welcome to this episode on Unworldly Everything, and we have some exciting news for you. We are interviewing professional astrologer Thomas Parsons. Thomas Parsons has over 40 years of experience leading people through their maps in the stars, helping them on their journey to understand what it is they came into this life to accomplish. I can speak for myself, honestly and personally, that I don't know that I could have made it so well over the past decade if it wasn't for Tom. He's been guiding me personally and my entire family on how to incorporate some of these life changes and to stay focused on what really matters in our personal and individual journeys and how we can co-create in our relationships as a family. So I just want to go ahead with that intro and say that this man has, in short, really saved my tail this last decade. So I'm super excited and very grateful and honored to have him on this podcast today. So I'm going to actually bring Julia in on this before we get into it, Tom, because Julia has had some pretty cool experiences with you. So I'm going to let her just kind of talk to you for a moment. I know that pretty much everyone in my family has gotten the chance to sit and talk with you and have their chart reading from you at some point, myself included. And so we kind of all have a basic understanding as to how this stuff works. But I wanted to start off by asking you, what got you interested into astrology and what made you want to make a career out of it? Well, it was basically, you know, getting out of high school and going into college. And, you know, you have to take the 101 courses, of course, and I took psychology and philosophy and reading ends like, you know, Adler and Freud and but, uh, Skinner and Carl Jung. But Carl Jung, when I was reading things that he had written, he started talking about a sun-moon cycle. And I thought, well, wait a minute here. No, wh- wh- where, where is this coming in? Nobody else talks about that. And um, so anyway, I started to read more about it and somehow was just drawn to, to that element. I mean, I can look back at this point in my life and say, well, I had a calling and I didn't know it at the time, but that's how I sort of looked at it because if you would have told me that I was going to be you know, getting more and more into astrology, I didn't even know exactly that was even all about, so to speak. 
But I had, let me just say this, when I was a teenager, I did read Isaac Asimov, you know, the science fiction writer. So there was that part of it up in my brain. And then that, as I got more and more into it, I was fortunate enough to be able to study with three major astrologers at that particular time that greatly influenced me into what I'm doing today and how I'm doing those things. So I was just at the right place at the right time. I got into yoga. I became a vegetarian. I started reading, you know, uh, getting into uh, Rosicrucianism, Anthroposophy, and Madame Blavatsky, and things of this particular nature. And actually, my family thought maybe it was time for me to see a psychiatrist because I was really sort of like dropping out of the contemporary loop, right. you know, of uh, the family structure. But today, that's like a lot of things have changed. And so, you know, now I'm doing readings for the family. Was there some point or decision or anything that transitioned for you to actually go into astrology as like a career and do the readings and the charts? Like you've always had this innate interest in it throughout your life. But at what point did you decide, yeah, this is what I want to do for a living? Well, in dealing with people and the conversations, and I realized that at that particular time that we all have sort of like a symbiotic relationship with the planets, with the constellations, with certain fixed stars, with black holes and things of this nature. And which is really kind of outside the lines of, uh, you know, normal conversations, but it became almost like an intellectual spiritual drug. I just had to have more of it and more of it because I realized that I was sort of like uplifting people at that particular time. And I think what's kind of important is that we bring the light back. I mean, we look back and that Christ as well as Buddha tried to anchor the divine on earth here. And I, and I think we've gotten away from that. And I realized that there's a lot of workers like your mother as well as myself and other people that this is part of our destiny. It makes sense to me. I breathe it. I eat it. I do all this stuff yeah. like this. I just enjoy it because it's truly helping out your fellow man because they kind of like the welfare of the world and the direction that it's going on. We, we need to sort of put love into action because especially at this particular time, I think that, you know, humanity is sort of like really sick, you know, the hate, the greed, the selfishness and all these other kind of things are going on and we're starting to demand, uh, you know, an even better way of life. So here we start off with some Astrology 101. Tom explains that there are three different zodiac signs that make up your personality. The sun sign, that's one that you're probably the most familiar with. When people say, I'm a Cancer, I'm a Sagittarius, they are usually referring to their soul sign or their sun sign. Next is the rising sign, or as Tom calls it, the ascending sign. This is more about your social personality and the external part of you, the part that people see first when they meet you. If you've ever read about what it means to be a Virgo, or whatever you are, and it never really resonated with you, that's probably because you would resonate more with your rising sign. Then there's your moon sign. As Tom says, this is what makes up your empathetic, imaginative right brain part of you. I'm curious, obviously this has moved into just an intuitive function of how you see life and people through the maps of the stars. But when it comes down to us understanding our own identity, I know I run into people, my clients will often say, my zodiac sign is just a Virgo or a Cancer or a Pisces or an Aries. And I have to say, well, 
you know, there are a lot of things. You're not, you're not one-dimensional. You're not two-dimensional. And I just, not that I have any level of the wisdom around astrology like you do, but I like to slow down and say, hey, let's just take a look at three-part sign that you have. You have this holy trinity that starts off your story. So I don't know if I'm well-informed there, <laughs> but I, I guess my question to you, Tom, is, is there anything that you can kind of help our listeners start their journey of astrology with looking up their map and getting to know their identity markers a little bit better just to begin with. Yeah, I think the introduction is like maybe just to get a personality analysis because that way we find out what our sun sign is. And the sun sign kind of represents our soul and the authentic ingredients, so to speak, of who and what we are. But a lot of people sort of like uh, relate to their personality. And the personality is that when the soul gets ready to you know, reincarnate here, bringing along some karma with it, by the way, the thing is, is that we need a new body to sort of like download ourselves in to and so when we do reincarnate at that moment we take a breath and that breath basically means that we inhale this particular moment in our evolution and so the ascending sign then becomes a co-creator of one's personality character and disposition and then the other most important thing is where the moon is at because the moon is the right brain it's the intuitive part it's the creative part the imagination part uh, the kindness, the thoughtfulness, the empathy. So these are the me- three main structures that when you do a personality analysis that sort of like come together that I think that, uh, you know, people can definitely relate to that. And so I think then I want to know more about what's going on and I want to know more about what's going on next week, maybe what's going on next year. What I like about it is that when we start wrecking the chart and putting these uh, planets all together that have relationship with each other, Yes, we know that life is a roller coaster. We know there are going to be ups and downs. Uh, But the thing is, is that I look at it, when we see that there are going to be ups, there can be less procrastinating on one's part so that they can sort of like take advantage of the reality at the moment instead of following the linear matrix of life. And then when there's negative aspects, well, we're not being blindsided here. We know when it's coming, what department of life, how long it's going to last, so we can be a little bit more discerning, discriminating, patient, cautious. Not that we can eliminate it, but I think we can put it on another level that might be a little bit easier to acclimate in our life. I mean, the simple example would be it's pouring rain outside. Let me grab an umbrella. I'm going to get wet, but I'm not going to get soaked. Absolutely. I'm not, I and think so, that I really enjoy that from your readings, right? Just kind of to know what's looking at. Not. I don't consider you kind of like a bringer of bad news. Although when I look at my chart and has red lines in it, I start to get a little bit of heart flutter. But um, yeah, I appreciate that. You know, you're so spot on, Tom, you know, just really, I think that's what there's a draw to this work, even me as a psychic, people want to know, right, so that they can kind of prepare their actions um, to align with what's coming. Definitely. Well, I think that, I think society as a whole, you know, where we live and what we do and all these other kind of things, I don't know, it's like, to me, we've been sort of dumbed down a little bit. We can watch television 24 hours a day. It's like almost like the outside world is scripting us instead of like us scripting our own life. Definitely, definitely. And uh, so it's my job to basically let you know. It's like, hey, let's sort of like connect with the raw ingredients. Like I say, connect within you. It's like, to me, it's like, hey, let's put on your breastplate and bring out the goddess and start, you know, sort of create our own reality instead of what you want us to create. Just for the heck of it, 
in case we get questions about it later. Mom, what are your zodiac signs, and what do you think they say about you? My best understanding is I, well, my sun sign, you know, that basic one we always get from our birthday, is a Virgo. And I never actually felt like a Virgo. I, I thought I was just a Virgo, you know, bust. Uh, until I found out that my rising sign is Pisces, the water sign, the intuitive sign, and then also my moon is in Pisces. So if I remember straight, Tom says that double Pisces can trump the Virgo. And for me, I think that's where all the intuition comes from. Actually, I think that's what uh, makes me good as a psychic medium and thank God for that Virgo or I would never show up anywhere to help anyone ever. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's very interesting. Earth signs win. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know mine? Um, you're a Gemini, yes, and that was your sun sign, and that was very evident uh, because you were a very complicated child, indecisive. <laughs> and I think I think you have an Aries moon, right? Because you're always looking for that adventure. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've got Gemini sun, Aries moon, and Capricorn rising, which means I'm an asshole. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> Before we continue, it's important to understand some more astrology lingo, so try to hang on as I walk us down this lane. The stuff gets pretty complex and detailed, so I'll quickly just overview some basics. In a moment, we talk about aspects, which are ever-changing relationships between planets in astrology. There are five major planetary aspects that are important to know when understanding how astrology affects us and our own planet. For now, you will mostly hear us talk about oppositions, square aspects between planets, but the other three major ones are called conjunctions, sextiles, and trines. Normally, Tom does readings for people, looking at their charts and seeing how the stars align their present and future. But the sky is a map for more than just the individual. The alignments of planets and how things fall into place on the star charts can also be applied to the fate of the world as well. You know, if we look at this progression of, of human life on Earth, I think that it's important to know your individual destiny, right? And because if you can know your individual plan, then you really can stand on that foundation to support the collective. I know one of my teachers just recently said to me, Bonnie, if you don't stand for something, you stand for nothing. And I think that was such a powerful statement from from this woman, just really underscoring that, you know, you have to really get into the thick of your own identity and, and plan as the stars have it written. So, you know, starting to unveil our individual connection, I think, is the first step. And then, you know, we start to connect to the bigger whole, like the program of Earth. Where's this planet going? I mean, this this is a part of our destiny and this is a part of our plan. So I'm actually very excited to ask you this question, Tom. Um, and I am amazed at how your accuracy has come through um, over the past several years, and especially with your prediction uh, around COVID. I mean, you you and your, your, your team and your students really, uh, I remember you talking about this a year before it happened and the recession. And I remember you saying something to me, you know, we're just trying to figure out how deep and, you know, far gone this is going to become. Um, so you just stay in this constant research mode and intuitive connection with the earth. So I just want to just ask you about maybe some predictions that really stand out to you about 2021 or even the next couple of years that are coming. I mean, again, this is all of our collective destiny. I mean, it's pretty important whether we feel like we can make a change immediately or not. I think it's important, like you stated, to know those things coming so that we can pull out the umbrella in the rain and do the best we can. So yeah, let me just kind of turn it over to you and just 
hear what you have to say about what's coming to Earth. Well, you know, the first thing is that going on this year, and let me just say that one of the main patterns that all the astrologers are talking about is that the planet Saturn is going to be in a what we call a negative mathematical relationship to the planet Uranus. And just to explain this negative relationship, because it's negativity that prompts you to do something, you know, so sometimes we think it's negative, but, right. you know, when we've got our back against the wall, it prompts us to do something. And so swear aspects are nothing more than a mathematical relationship but i always describe them it's like you know walking into a room it's all brick no windows the door locks from you know the outside so you can't get out and then the four walls of life start closing in on you creating that stress anxiety frustration chaos confusion loss separation and so it causes one you know that either you can just sort of like lay down and die or you can put your armor on and do something about this so what is happening now is that the planet Saturn that represents, uh, you know, the past, so to speak, and I'll give you some other keywords with this also, and the planet Uranus that represents the future aren't exactly shaking hands at this time with each other. Saturn says, I want to remain in the past. And Uranus says, hey, look, it's, it's, it's time to uh, get your heart beating again and turn on those couple of billion neurons in your brain and let's right. move forward here. Right. And so this aspect, you know, is uh, started actually uh, February 18th, a couple of weeks either side. But the thing is, is that this is going through April, May, June, and July. Uh, it, it goes on a little vacation for a while, comes back in December, January of 2022. And then actually a final episode comes back in September, October, November 8th of 2022, in which there, uh, exactly on November 8th, there's uh, a number of configurations uh, that are going to be going on that really are going to accentuate the stress and anxiety that could go wrong. So to give you an example of what goes on, Saturn, planet that deals, as I say, with Father Tom, delays, restriction, boundaries. I mean, this, right. this planet can be the Great Wall of China, you know, so, you know, it deals with limitations. It's put us into isolation. It's given us, you know, curfews, the Australia, the, uh, the government, the commodities, you know, the whole structure bringing the chaos and confusion because it's concrete and it's disintegrating. It fell apart, thereby even weakening our immune system, let alone our right. self-confidence. So then we get Uranus, that is a planet of the future. Change, new challenges, progress, the sense of adventure, you know, more or less comes with this. So it really stimulates, as I said earlier, those neurons in their brain, you know, to sort of like getting out of their sleeping bags here. And it, it brings us like new ideas. It brings out our brilliance. It brings out our originality. These kind of things sort of like uh, go on with this. But one of the key things is that if it's dealing with the future, it says, hey, wait a minute. It's time to break away from the old worn out patterns, so to speak. And one of the key words with the planet is the word autonomy. And autonomy basically says, I want to do what I want to do, need to do, desire to do. Not what you want me to do. If you're not going to give me what I want. Then we get into the rebel, you know, the revolt, right. the revolution. Breaking away from against, structure. Yeah, against the status quo. So let's look at what happened with Earth changes just recently, February 18th, two weeks either side. Is that first of all, there was earthquakes off New Zealand, 7.8, 7.9. So, that, so now we understand even the Earth, right. you know what I mean, as a living body, 
has have to reconstruct itself, shift, so to speak, okay, with the new vibratory rate that's going on. Absolutely. But then remember also the electricity that Uranus represents electricity, the computers went off in Texas. You know, so that went on, froze the pipes, you know, and all the, all those other kind of, I mean, really creating a, a catastrophe. But the good part of that, and getting back to Uranus, which is the future technology, we landed the Perseverance on the planet Mars. Yes. You see, so we, 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 we had the, you know, sort of like the negativity, the anchor is trying to keep us where we're at, but yet technology and using that brilliance, using that originality, launching us into the, you know, to the future. So if we look at some of the other things that can go on with this, let's, let's understand maybe volcanic eruptions. Well, instead of it being a cold, harsh, callous winter, maybe the summer we're not going to have water because Saturn deals with droughts. And it says unusual, you know, and it's in a sign of Taurus, which is a commodity. So it's like food prices can, you know, certainly go up at this particular time. Technologies. I mean, Saturn on Uranus, you know, is as far as technologies are concerned, I mean, I look at it that, like, there's more and more control over our liberties and free speech, especially being on the Internet. Oh. There's, there's a revolt against this. This <laughs> is what's going to happen. So you're probably going to see new platforms come out that deal with technology so that you, you can say what you want and when you want to say it. He said new social media platforms may come out. This sounded so familiar to me when I came back to edit this episode, and so I decided to do a little bit of research. We all know about the Capitol in Washington being stormed on January 6th, and in retrospect, it's not that shocking considering all the revolt Tom had been talking about previously. But three days after the Capitol breach, something else interesting happened. On January 9th, Twitter released an official statement on its blog stating that Trump's Twitter account was to be permanently banned, which raised quite a bit of controversy. Then, roughly two months later, Fox News posted an article on their website announcing that Trump planned to create his own social media platform. That's ironically on par with Tom's prediction, and the kicker is that he couldn't even have known. We interviewed Tom for this episode a full five days before Fox News posted their article. There's probably going to be, you know, some restrictions with the gun control, uh, you know, because they're going to want to change the Constitution, like, in some way, you know. And then, like I said, the, uh, you know, the electrical issues, maybe it's going to be that drought summer, everybody's got their air conditioning on, and, you know, so maybe we blow some major fuses, but then also we need to understand radiation and the, uh, the CME waves that come in from the sun, right. even though Absolutely. the sun is in a quiet mode at this particular time. There could be some unexpected eruptions that go on that can knock out the satellites, the internet, you know, let alone knock out the electricity in the city. Wow. So these things go on. And then understand Taurus is the house of money. So, you know, Uranus is the new the, the new fabric of money. So this was sort of like the Bitcoin. And so the thing is, is that I'm just looking at it. They're, they're trying to, you know, get us to use less and less cash so that we can use the debit card and the credit card, okay? But you know, let's understand something. Even on the debit card, if the money is in your bank, I think that they're going to start charging extra fees, not just for the credit card, but the debit card also. There's always, they're, they're always up to something. You know, it's, uh, we have to understand greed isn't exactly leaving. 
Right. And then the Bitcoin, I'm sure that this is uh, going to, you know, I, I'm looking for the stock market here in April, or maybe even next week, uh, is, uh, you know, probably going to take a 20 to 30 percent. And probably by the end of the year, it's going to hit maybe another uh, 30 to 40 percent. You know, so interest rates are more than likely, you know, sort of like going up. The market, you know, stock market is probably going to be going down. You know, things of this nature could go on. So we, we've got, a, you know, we, we've got technology here, you know, that uh, I think is working for us. I mean, we, we've gone from what, uh, the cassette to the CD to the flash drive to the cloud. You know? Right. Good so, point. Yeah, that was a big jump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah ether, yeah. ether communication. Exactly. So we're, we're, we're uh, you know, some of these, uh, you know, um, they represent boundaries now, the, 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 the antiques, as we would call them. But so the thing is, is that there's a struggle because the past doesn't want to give up. It, you know, it, it more or less does not want to surrender at this particular time. Right? What was good, you know, then should be good now. And that's not what's happening. But one of the main things that I see that I think is more or less like really going to be going on is that I think there can be some food shortages because of the weather and the planting, right. uh, as well as the drought, that kind of stuff can go on. Uh, I think there are going to be a lot of uh, demonstrations. I don't want to use the word riots uh, because of prejudice and inequalities that uh, you know can definitely go on in some of the major cities. Uh, I think that our military is going to be called upon because Iran uh, is certainly, you know, this isn't, uh, there's going to be some more tests with that particular country. I don't see China as being a problem. China, within a couple of years, is going to be uh, like the United States is. But they are going to be the uh, the, 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 the pillar, uh, you know, of society as far as like, uh, you know, uh, trade is concerned and the economy is concerned is uh, what goes on and and they're just going to do it through uh you know the economy they don't need to go to war is what it is interesting interesting yeah so yeah so those you know so those kind of things are going to go on and uh now let me just say the last thing that i would want to present is that um i i think that we're all um can see the visual presence of uh, biden and the administration but um uh, for one reason or another, let me put it that way, uh, I would see Biden probably out of office uh, by June. Wow. Uh, because uh, I've looked at his chart. Uh, other, um, there are other astrologers that I'm sure uh, uh, are saying the same thing, uh, but uh, I've always been outspoken as one. It's like, let's call it like what, what it is here. Because I, right. look, I looked at Kamala's chart, and she is showing some sudden changes at that time uh, that basically show that she is the focal point. In wow. The Interesting connection between the two charts. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Kamala's a Libra and, and Biden's a Scorpio, but he's just uh, with Uranus and Taurus. He's got some oppositions going on uh, that, uh, you know, oppositions always create a problem, uh, you know, whether it's uh, emotionally uh, or intellectually or physically, you know, in some respects. Wow. So, um, so, but, you know, the thing is, is that, you know, even if the stock market is going to fall, some things that aren't going to fall are going to be like companies like Amazon. Amazon got you hooked. <laughs> that you can just. That That's can written in the stars, folks. Can you tell my husband that? <laughs> and they, I mean, you can just pick up the phone and it's there. 
It's there. Yeah. You know, you can call the grocery store. It's there for you. You know, so, uh, you know, these kind of things, uh, you know, are, are not exactly. So the tech stocks, you know, I think are, are going to be and the ones that really supply you. Uh, what you want and need. I think that these kind of things are definitely going to go up. You know, technology is here. It's not, you know, it's not becoming antiquated. It's moving forward. And uh, so that would be, I, I think, some areas to put your money into. That's for sure. Wow. That's so specific, Tom. You know, I mean, it's real. And it sounds like, if I'm hearing everything correctly, um, you know, we're standing in stark middle, uh, you know, in that present middle ground zero point between the past and the future. I mean, I don't know that we've ever been awake during this level or magnitude of change. And I know that my clients are, are you know, the, well, the, the feedback that I get, they're like, I'm just, this anxiety is nuts. I don't, is there a retrograde, Bonnie? And I'm like, uh, I'm sure. Um, but it sounds like to me, this is obviously happening, huge changes on a global level. And it, we're just a micro version, you know, of, of, of the whole, or you can reverse that even. But um, people are feeling this, this kind of split, this divide. But, and I know a lot of people in the, in the spiritual community are saying that this, you know, Uranian move or this like move towards technology and, and, and different frequencies with the planet and with people are actually preparing us for the next phase of communication, maybe even communication with, with, higher beings or, or ETs, which I actually happen to believe that. So I, you know, I know I've, I've worked with you long enough and you're just a call it like it is guy. And I really appreciate your sincerity, your honesty, and your heart is in this, you know, anybody that works with you can feel that and your intuitive, you know, glue that brings it all together. But, you know, I, I think you, I think it was you that told me, you know, no change is, goes easy. You know, a change is, um, complicated. It's it's messy and it and it has it has pain. But you know the the promise is that it's for good purpose. You know I, I really believe and see and, and maybe maybe you can speak to this too. But I I really see a lot of unity after all of this divide. And maybe that's really you know the main purpose of all of all of this. So I don't think it's just going to be a you know forget it Earth's. <laughs> It's uninhabitable. Um, but I really appreciate this perspective, Tom. Is there? Well, well let me just say this when, when you say the, the unity. And this is what, you know, uh, Uranus is all about because it's a humanitarian planet. Oh, and, right. Uh, wow. You know, with Saturn being in, even in the sign of Aquarius. Ah, right. And, uh, you know, which Uranus rules, you know what I mean? Yes, age uh, of Aquarius. That also deals with, like, you know, unity. But as I said earlier, this is sort of like a, a humanitarian where humanity all comes together, you know, throughout the earth to, you know, want to sort of like, you know, rebuild, uh, you, you know, uh, the organic, uh, organic ingredients of who we used to be, what we are, you know, let's get back to the Lemurian period. Let's get back to Atlantis, you know, Amen. because, because well, I mean, certainly this day and age, it's like, um, you know, Uranus is, is, like I say, it's the future, but it's also dealing with electricity. And sometimes electricity can short circuit you to bring you that tension, anxiety, frustration. But sometimes, uh, you know, it, we, it's like you say, if you, you know, uh, we can't move forward unless we address these things. But Saturn wants us to just box it up, put it in the attic. Don't worry about it. Let's just keep things the way they are. Right. Well, the things the way they are is taking us nowhere. I guess that's our divide. I guess that's the divide everybody's feeling. You know, are you a, are you a, a person who's 
affixing themselves to the past or are you a person that's writing the magic carpet into the future you know I guess <laughs> you've really put that in such clear terms um, you know why we're experiencing the pain of division Tom I predict can I do a prediction for you absolutely I predict you're going to have a lot of people calling you for a reading <laughs> Um, because uh, this has just been an illumination and a truth that you can feel in the fabric of your being. So I want to thank you. Um, you know, we, we thank you so much for taking the time to, to speak to us today and to really get the message out there. I honor you. It's courageous. It's not easy talking about this hard stuff or putting your, you know, hanging your shingles saying, you know, I, this is my prediction. This is what I believe the earth's doing. I mean, that takes a lot of guts and love and, um, I guess it was just written in your stars to do that, Tom. So, (laughs) thank you. Thank you, uh, you know, you and Julia for, uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, having me on uh, at this particular time. So, but like I say, it's like, uh, um, uh, I like to be, I I mean, people are paying me to be open, honest, and direct. I'm not going to be your best friend. You know that puts lipstick on something. You know it's like let, let's let's get to this point, and it's up to you if you know this is coming, whether it's an opportunity or not, to deal with it. Right. Kind of simple. Kind of simple. It's not simple, Tom. I know. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, and uh, we'll be begging you back on the show in the near future. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Unworldly Everything. We've been in jail, you know? And, yeah. Uh, you know, and so when is this going to end? And, you know, your answer is all about the future. And it's always like, don't give me what I want. And there's a revolution coming.